Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. I'll say this. It was a tight game, one nothing. Yep. It's a tough one to lose the cup by one goal, but hey, and a couple other games. <laughs> we all know that Tampa was like $18 million over the cast face of the playoffs, and everybody was kind of, you know, throwing shade at Kuch about that. Kucherov in the postgame press conference throwing shade at Habs fans. I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted, the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, Tampa Bay Times. Their final was last last series. Okay. Yeah. So he even had to keep going. He had to cut off the mediator there. Yeah. And keep going to prove his point. But I don't know. You just won the Stanley Cup. You think your focus would be on that and not like throwing shade at fans of the team that you just beat? It seems unnecessary. I, I will say this on the part of Habs fans. Like, how could you not be excited to stave off elimination and survive another game to play in the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Like, obviously, there's going to be a certain amount of exuberance. Like, clearly, the fans are going to be ecstatic and going wild because if if the opposite outcome occurred, well, then you're going home with your tail between the legs. So, but, like, all he's doing is really pointing out the obvious. Like, I I don't know if it's shade or if he's just that dumb, in my opinion. I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted, the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. You kidding me? Obviously. That's what passionate fans do. I don't yeah, know. I know. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. That's my point. I know you were probably in bed last night because you're an old man. But uh, It's true. I, ca- I, caught, I caught the first period. There's two minutes left in the game. Your team's about to win a Stanley Cup. Every single fan in Amelie Arena was sitting on their butts on their phone. Yeah. Do you think it would have been that way in Montreal? Oh, no. Definitely not. They've got their sandals on. They're doing their prep, their storm prep for Hurricane Elsa. <sighs> Nobody's paying attention to the game. So next time you want a leading points getter in the playoffs, just sit him out half the season and rest him up for a playoff run, just like Nikita Kucherov. hey I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, uh, I'm totally sounding like a Leaf fan right now, Blair. <laughs> There's always next season. Primetime with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. RV and I were uh, shocked to realize that today marks uh, two years of whatever you call this show. Is today the... Uh, this is a very sad piano version of Happy Birthday. Wow, this is very melodic. <laughs> I feel like that's sitting at the kitchen table with one candle and no friends. That's what it feels like for the second year in a row. Today's our birthday, eh? Going to bring a Miranda Chan of Blackburn News London into the fold here. Miranda, we want to thank you for being a part of whatever this is for the past two years. I don't think I can handle this version of happy birthday. It hurts my heart. It's as sad as the show. Oh. <laughs> like if we if we were to encompass it more appropriately with the presence of Miranda Chan, it would be a lot more bright and cheery and credible. Yeah. Uh, but just the two of us uh, alone, obviously, it just is what it is. So I do bring the party wherever I well, uh, go. That's, so. that's my point. That's my point. And we appreciate everything that you've done for us in the past two years, Miranda. A.K.A. carrying the entire workload. Basically. But I enjoy the laughs you provide me on a daily basis. You were the first person in this company to say that. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, guys. Thank you. We did get, uh, you know, very, we don't don't try to turn things inward. We're just surprised. It just like, I think it was on Monday, Ryan Ryan said to me like, oh, uh, I think, I think coming up this week, it's been two years. And I was thinking, 
Holy crap. Uh, that's, COVID that's, makes that's, you forget. That's surprising. It does. COVID makes you forget about things. This past Monday, the radio station celebrated 10 years of launching uh, here, in, here in the city. But because of COVID, everybody's like, forgets about everything fun. So today, yeah, we were just sitting here. We're like, oh, yeah, July 8th, which is my mom's birthday, by the way. I want to say happy birthday to Lynn. She's 60 today. But that's the only reason I remember that our birthday today is today, Blair. Craig said, uh, happy birthday, guys, on the Unlimited Home Theater uh, rock line of 519-679-3733. Adam says, uh, what? Blair RV Miranda, happy birthday. I've got uh, a can of I've got a can of Bush ice left in the fridge. I'll crush that for you later. boy. Doesn't offer to bring it to us. No. He'll just drink it in our honor. You got any uh, Bush lattes in there, big guy? Take Le- one of those. Letitia says, uh, Miranda, you rock. Uh, and yeah. And yeah, happy birthday to you and uh, to, to Blair and RV as well. <laughs> there we go. This is such a sad birthday song. It is. It's like the perfect like COVID birthday version. I'll turn it up a bit here. Yo, I can turn up on this side too. Here we go. If it's like Eeyore, you know? It's our birthday. <laughs> two, two years today for the show. We're, we're just moving out of the baby speak phase, and he does an Eeyore impression for the first time in the history of Blair and RV. Thank you, Marat. We didn't get you anything, by the way. We just wanted to say thank you. I didn't get you anything either. <laughs> she brings us breakfast. She brings oh, us true. scones. She did bring coffee. us a, a homemade strawberry scone. And by the way, that little drizzle on the top yeah. was aces. She brings us alcohol. Like it's this Miranda. If it wasn't for Miranda, the show would have never hit the second birthday. Prime time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock ninety eight one. This is a story that actually goes back to two thousand and nine, but was recently retold by a uh, a New Zealand filmmaker who discovered the news that twelve years ago a New Zealand mother had named her three children RV after three heavy metal rock bands. That's great parenting, right? Well, there. you think so, right? So what? What? Uh, what are the three names? Do you have them there in front? Was of you? Slipknot one of them? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, three names: <laughs> Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. <laughs> Those are three good choices. <laughs> How do you name your kids? Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer. Slayer is a cool name. Like, imagine being like a kid in elementary school with that name. Oh yeah, that's wicked. It doesn't say. I don't know if you're making friends or enemies with those 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 names. Yeah, not that like gender matters to those names. It doesn't say if they're boys or girls, but like either or. Like imagine being like your like a, your daughter's age in like kindergarten, and your name is Slayer. That seems like it would be awkward. Pantera, sit down, crisscross applesauce. The best. Well, I, I think one of the best parts about this too is uh, this guy named David Ferrier, who is uh, the filmmaker who uncovered this this 2009 story that dates back several years about the mom who named uh, her three kids after these three bands, found out that one of the kids was actually g- given the middle name and Justice for All. Oh. Of course, that's one of Metallica's albums. So the, yes. kid's, the kid's name is Metallica and Justice for All. Wow. At least it wasn't Death Magnetic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids are cool, and you know, good on the mother for for stepping outside of the box. Uh, we named our kid Bowie. You that's, know, we, we that's right, man. We pulled an audible at birth, like we had a name picked out for our kid, and when he came out, he was like blonde hair, and we're like, this kid's a rock star. So I I, I like I don't know if I would name my kids after like heavy metal bands. I like, don't know, but yeah, like a about a band name, an artist. I get like what what was Bowie's name? You said that you had a name ready to go, and it was when he. Arrived on the scene that you decided to change it last minute. So, what was Bowie's name supposed to be? Do you actually want to know? 
Well, no, I'm asking and I don't want to know. It was going to be Ferris. Ferris? Yes. After uh, the NXS guy. I, yeah, but spelt like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all my, you know, we were Bueller. running. Yeah, that's it. The kid would have never heard the end of it, Bueller. right? Like his entire life, he would have been like, why are people saying this? So, uh, you know, good on that mom for, for reading the room and saying, I want to raise three little badasses and name them after some of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time. To me, that is a parenting win. Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. Blair and RV's School of Hard Knocks. A working lesson title again today. Uh, we'll call this for now. How to win the respect of your peers 101 as RV discovered an incredible stat about Tampa Bay Lightning Patrick Maroon, former London Knight going back to the 0708 season uh, with an incredible stat after last night's Stanley Cup victory. Maroon joining some uh, crazy company right here. He is now officially one of three players in NHL history along with Ed Litzenberger who played for the Blackhawks and the Maple Leafs back in 61-63. Okay. Eddie Garrard, who played for Ottawa and Toronto back in the 1920s. <laughs> and now Pat Maroon. So he's one of three guys. One of three guys to ever win three Stanley Cups with two different teams consecutively. Yeah, like back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, which is a crazy feat that that's... That, 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 that this is only the third time that it's happened. It's Patrick Maroon. And, like, with all due respect, yeah. uh, like, of all people. In the post-game press conference after the Lightning beat the Habs... The reporters could not wait to ask Patrick Maroon about his three-peat. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was um, kind of getting emotional there. Like a minute 40 left, I had to keep it together there because obviously I'm not out there. But uh, <laughs> watching these guys block shots and uh, smuck it up and do everything He's a fun can, guy. We'll listen to, to this. You know, an opportunity to win. And But I've been very fortunate. I'm very blessed to be a part of three runs and three very good teams and you might not see me on the score sheet, but, you know, I try to bring a different element to the room and uh, chip in when I can. And to being a Stanley Cup champ three rows, three years in a row is uh, pretty special. And I'm going to reminisce about this when I retire with my son. And uh, But right now I'm just going to soak it all in. It's crazy, you know. Out of all the players that have come and gone and played in the NHL during my lifetime, I, I will make a confession. Patrick Maroon is one of the guys now I respect the most. For what he's done on the ice, he dominated when he came to London. He's a hell of a dad to his son in St. Louis, takes him everywhere for hockey tournaments. This is the guy that people need to model themselves around. You said he dominated in London. In the 64 games played during the 07-08 season, he had uh, 35 goals, 55 assists for a total of 90 points and 57 penalty minutes in those 64 games played. So, I mean, the guy, he, he, was, a, he was a great junior he, player. He was, and I, you know, I was lucky enough to be at some of the games that year when Maroon came, and every single time that guy scored, Biggest smile on his face. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy to think since 07-08, this guy has gone on to win three Stanley Cups, three in a row, joining some elite company. And you know what? Even if you're on the fourth line, man, you can make a career. Case in point. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was um, <laughs> kind of getting emotional there. Like a minute 40 left. I had to keep it together there because obviously I'm not out there. But. <laughs> obviously I'm not out there. Hey, man, he's a he's a character guy. He does his job and he got rewarded. How to win the respect of your peers 101. Primetime with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. And uh, RV just told me off air he's moving to Iceland. Yeah, moving to Iceland. That's there it. Because they're actually, it seems like they're doing things right over there, Blair. 
they uh, were doing that that test there, testing out four day work weeks. Yep. Because uh, when the pandemic started, everybody, you know, everything changed, right? So they decided over in Iceland that they were going to roll out a trial to 2,500 workers across a, a variety of industries. And basically, they would cut their work week. So from 40 hours, they go to 35 or 36. So four days instead of five. And the workplaces said that they would be more focused on being efficient uh, during their limited hours by cutting meetings, altering work patterns, and reorganizing shift work. Before you give us the outcome of this trial, let me guess. It was a resounding success. Well, obviously, a three-day weekend <laughs> every week would be okay. The uh, employees there reported, quote, a dramatic improvement in their well-being, no including kidding. lower stress. I love that we even need to run a trial for this to oh. know that that's going to be the outcome. Better work-life balance over the trial period, according to research. And uh, yeah, they said this study shows that the world's largest ever trial of a shorter working week in the public sector was by all measures an overwhelming success. Which is, and I don't know if you, I don't think you mentioned it specifically there, but obviously for it to be a success, it would also include the fact that the work that was typically done in a five-day work week was accomplished in a four-day work week. It was still done. I think like the traditional, the traditional, depending on your industry, I don't know, the traditional like nine to five punch in, punch out. It may be a thing of the past soon. Think about your work week (laughs) and think about how much time is wasted during your hours with like unnecessary meetings and uh, like Zoom meetings and just all the downtime. Like if you could compress that into four days as opposed to five. Today would be our Friday. I know that Zora Township, which, which is just basically like a little bit east of us, if you take Highway 2, I mean, you can take it in a number of directions, I guess. But uh, they were supposed to be piloting for the, the workers in the township there. Same thing as of last year. I don't know what the outcome of that was. Uh, but if it was nearly as successful as what happened in Iceland, instead of hopping on the next plane to Iceland, all you have to do is go down Dundas and there you go. Well, you know, they just give us a short week. Would anybody even notice if we weren't here tomorrow? I don't think anybody noticed that it was our uh, two-year birthday today, so probably not. No. It's our birthday today? <laughs> two years? Yeah, apparently. Right now? Yeah. Happy birthday, nobody cares. One year ago today, we had that birthday drive-by parade where nobody came. That's right. It's true. It's perfect, man. I don't know how it devolved into this part of the conversation, but hey, four-day work week. Let's do it, man. The show could end tomorrow forever, and nobody would notice. Prime time with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. Look, as a passionate Habs fan, I, I thank the team for a lot of joy over the last two months, but I, I just want to talk about something else right now. I'll, I'll talk about anything right now. I'll even talk about soccer right now, Blair. Well, I know that there's the, uh, what's it called? Because I know I'm going to screw it up. Uh, is it the Euro Cup? Is that uh, what it is? I, I thought it was the Gyro Cup. The Gyro Cup. Yes. Which, by the way, with that white sauce and that lamb, mm, it's delicious. Man. Football I know fans would be mad at us. How many how many millions of people watch soccer? And I know that people are tied to I, their TVs right now because, like, you know, the, the colors come out, the flags come out when you're cheering for your country. Yeah, I, I've been seeing the car flags and stuff. But I'll be honest with you, like, I respect the game of soccer. I'm just not I'm just not a huge fan of uh, of football. But I guess uh, so. The the final for Gyro is set. Uh, Italy versus England. That's going to be uh, Sunday at uh, I believe. 1 p.m. on on Sunday. Uh, My high school football coach used to call the sport jog and giggle. And uh, I've heard you're getting the kids into well, it, Well, we, you know, with all this Euro Cup like stuff going on, it is it is soccer season. I mean, of course, uh, locally, like, fields here in London are back open. Yep. We're getting the kids uh, into it. And Luke and we went to buy some cleats for them. 
Uh, and yesterday, uh, I had them doing laps around the house. Oh, you did, eh? In, pre- in, pre- in preparation <laughs> for what's to come. I was like, kids, like almost more than anything, when you get into soccer, it's less about playing the game in the beginning than it is just running drills straight oh, up. You had the whistle around your neck and like the visor on. I had the full Fox 40 in effect. <laughs> And uh, you know, I had the uh, the bag of balls. I had, I had like the Gatorade bottle squirting that into on, onto their faces when they were passing me doing laps around the house. And at one point, Veda just looks at me because we made our way into the backyard. She's like, "Dad, I just want to do grass angels." Oh, which, by the way, for those uh, who are uneducated in the grass angel field, is just the the summer's equivalent of the snow angel. So my kids have already given up on the on the football or soccer drills. Uh, and then she got her and the boys down in the grass doing uh, doing grass angels. So I don't uh, I don't think that they're going to be uh, representing Canada in the Euro Cup. Those grass angels, I thought that was a normal thing because whenever I see soccer highlights on TV, whenever soccer players like graze each other, they go down and start flopping around on the ground. <laughs> so I don't know. Is that going to be happening in Luke and you soccer there, Blair? It's entirely possible. Wow. You get the big bucks if you know how to flop. Get down there and give me a grass angel. Are you going to have the uh, the kids doing wind sprints today in the driveway? <laughs> <laughs> work for that scholarship in case daddy's Bitcoin doesn't work out. If they end up in, uh, you know, minding the net, I'll just get them dressed up like the Vaseline guy and they'll be stopping all the soccer balls. You know, you were just really successful in one thing. And do you want to know what it is? What's that? Getting my mind off the Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> the Houston Astros of the NHL for 90 seconds. So thank you for that. Primetime with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1.